0: Welcome once again to the TPM podcast. Uh, Today I have with me Andre Nelson and Cody Tahulke, and this is Michael Francis speaking. Uh, And we are going to have a conversation about prayer. Um, The reason for this is when you go to a church service, you kind of see a couple things happen. One is some singing, one is some preaching, and another is some prayer. Um, And it's one of the key elements of the Christian faith. We think of the two great disciplines of the Christian faith. You think of scripture reading and and you think of prayer uh, most often. So we are going to have the discussion about this core topic. Um, I think it's very interesting to talk about in this society today in the context. I I think we're going to come to a place where we all kind of agree that prayer has been watered down a bit. Um, But to begin with that, we are going to answer the question, what is prayer? So I will kick it over to Cody.
1: Well, when we first start looking at prayer, I think one thing that you can start to think of is, am I just casually talking to a friend or talking to God Almighty? And those two approaches can be two very different things. The difference between Heavenly Father and Jesus is my best friend. And so, I think one way that we kind of want to maybe differentiate uh, just talking to God or being attuned to how His Spirit is leading us is prayer, being in this realm of we are expressing thanksgiving to God or we are making requests to Him uh, and asking Him to intervene in our life. And we're also seeking for His guidance in that. But that's one aspect of it that we kind of want to hit on is what is the balance
2: between those two things? Andre? Yeah, that's something I'm really interested in. But as far as just like a fo- more foundational starting point, I think something that comes to mind with prayer is that it's um, asking for things, um, you know, what we would call supplication. It, it's it's turning towards God and saying, this is a need I have. This is something I'm going through. I think it's an opportunity to present to him our... Um, it, what there's a verse. Present your request to God in all things. Mm-hmm. What is? I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I have it pulled up. Actually, Do you actually So, okay, so that's Philippians
0: good. four, uh, verse four. Uh, excuse me, verse six. Uh, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God.
2: Exactly. So, things that are stressing you out in your life. I mean, it's a very practical part of the Christian life, and it's it's one of the sweetest sweetest parts of the Christian life is an opportunity to. To have kind of a like, it's not really a sounding board, but a place to to cry out to and to to ask for help, really. And so I think I think that's maybe one of the most fundamental parts for me about prayer is that it's it's an opportunity to present requests and to ask for things mm-hmm. and to ask for help. And you know, I think it, 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 it's hard for me, like Cody said, to know where like what that should look like and what that should sound like on the spectrum from like formal to informal is should I be speaking as if I'm talking to the queen of England or should I be speaking as if I'm talking to you know my friend who I've you know see every day and whatever so it's like super informal I I don't know I think both extremes kind of weird me out I've heard people start prayers by saying hey dad we just want to pray today for you know whatever and I don't mean to mock prayer in that but it's something I've heard and it kind of weirds me out and maybe it's okay I don't it just doesn't Sit right with me in the same way.
0: Why is that? Because of uh, just reverence idea. Yes,
2: yes, exactly. I think there's reverence missing there. I think that God is the creator of the universe, and He has shown such mercy to the Christian to, as so as to like save him from eternal punishment. And so it's like I don't know if that's the most appropriate way to um like approach him in the same way. I don't think it's sensitive to the fact that. Like, Jesus is our brother, and Jesus is um, supposed to be relatable to us in the in the sense that he came to earth and lived as a human. I don't think it's totally appropriate to just be super pious and super, you know, strict and stringent and be, oh, most high, da-da-da. Like, I, I don't think that that acknowledges or hits the fact that he is kind of supposed to be understandable to us.
0: But, yeah, yeah, so that personability, right? Exactly. That's yep. a really good word. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the balance to walk: is reverence to an Almighty God versus understanding that that idea of uh, Romans eight fifteen cry out "Abba, Father." Um, that right.
2: balance, yeah, because that's like an affection thing, right? Like mm-hmm. "Abba, Father" thing is supposed. To, is that right? Like yeah, in the yeah originally that would have meant like something really like loving and like mm-hmm. comforting, right? Very yep, very yeah. personal. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess one thing to add on to that. I think part of the Maybe the cringeworthiness of the overly formal aspect is it feels very formulaic. Hmm. Um, And I think that's one thing we do want to hit on today is uh, do we have a set agenda or formula when we come to God that emphasizes the structure of the prayer more than the content of it and the heart behind
2: it? Yeah. So what do you guys on that note? What do you think about the kind of the Lord's Prayer structure that is given in Jesus's? thrown on the mount like that's i feel like that's often referenced yeah this is a template that you know maybe it doesn't need to sound like this every time or maybe Mm -hmm. it does some traditions but yep do we feel like
0: along that line um i I think we should always remember uh what because every the uniqueness of the human life right in the human experience everyone has a unique life they're living unique experiences things are going through challenges in their life and with the lord's prayer i think you do see a formula not in the sense of this is exactly how you should pray but it's the order of priority of things that you pray um so it's it's talking about god and the reverence for him providing for needs and watching out for challenges and i think that's the 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 misnomer here that I kind of want to call out with what is prayer. It's the idea of the basic definition, right? That people always say is prayer is talking to God, right? That's true. I think it misses the point, though. I think the point of prayer is that we are coming into and have the opportunity to convene with the God of the universe. You think back to Moses, the tent of meeting, right? Just outside the camp, the cloud comes down to Moses and it says, and we. And Moses talked to God as he was talking to a friend. Mm -hmm. And that is what prayer allows us to do. Moses had a unique relationship with God. Don't get me wrong. But that same idea is what prayer allows us to do. It's so It drops your jaw a little bit more and it kind of reemphasizes and reprioritizes prayer in my life. Because you see that it is coming in and convening with the God of the universe. And he allows me and encourages me to do it. I think that's so cool. And that's more to me what prayer is.
1: Yeah, I would agree with those things you said and kind of hitting on that priority aspect is if if we're working with that definition of these are, we're coming before God and we're making these supplications to him. What uh, what do we pray about? That's kind of what, to me, what the Lord's prayer is hitting on because even in Matthew 6, Jesus is speaking against pagans think they're going to be heard or, or people who run to God when they're in trouble or people who just do it in a religious fashion are they're looking for the way they're going to pray and God's going to respond to it and do what they want. As if there's the, the how you pray is the vending machine. That's the currency you're using to get the uh, dispense to you. And uh, where is the, you know, and for me, that's, that's actually sometimes I think where my heart's at when I'm praying is I come to God and I'm like, okay, I know what the lord's prayer is i know the things i should be praying for at least supposedly according to his prayer and and then you start emphasizing the structure and order of your prayers over what is the thing that god's put in my heart to be praying about and am i even praying about that thing at all like if i'm just coming to god today i'm like i need some method like i just need you to intervene so that i have the strength to love you and to love others well because I think we've all been in that emotional state of apathy and I don't even pray about that thing at all because I'm thinking about what I think I should be praying about based on those things and that's just that religious thing that's what Jesus speaks directly against he's like the pagans think they'll be heard for their many words and how they're
0: structuring their prayers mm-hmm. yeah yeah Um, on how to pray I think of the two examples that the world uses and you hit on one of them Cody the vending machine idea God is my genie idea. That same idea of I'm going to shake this thing, rub the lamp, put the coins in, and God's going to give me what I want. And I think that's wrong, completely. The other time we really see the world uh, come to Jesus, that I think is best memorialized in song that I will sing now is <laughs> "Jesus Take the Wheel." <laughs> Sorry, I got a little pitchy there, Zach. That's uh, <laughs> Zach's producing. Uh, Don't so. Wait. Nor where Carrie Underwood got the inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not a singer. Just everyone out there. Um, if it wasn't anyway, they, it's a cry. It's a cry for desperation, right? It's Lord, help me now because I've got nothing else left. It's the person on death row. It's the soldier in battle, right? It's those people reaching out. It's the sick person dying in the hospital. Those are the people reaching out in prayer. Uh, but for me, about thinking about how we pray. I think this is going to be somewhat culturally dependent on how you approach God. And it's not a set structure of liturgy that you must follow or an idea there, but it's more about coming before God humbly. And that's a point I really want to hit on is this idea of humility in prayer. Um, We think of Matthew 6, 6, but when, when you pray, go into your inner room, shut your door. And pray to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And this doesn't, this isn't a knock on corporate prayer, but the point that Matthew is making and Jesus is making here is that prayer is humility. You are humbling yourself before God and saying, God, I can't do this. God, I can't get this. God, I can't figure this out. I need you now. And that's the same idea of the de- prayer of desperation, right? Lord, I need you. Um, and it's an act of... Um, it's an act of of humility before God and humbling yourself to Him. Um, and then beyond that, when we l- think about the idea of self reliance, how that has permeated our culture, hmm. Andre, you can do it. You can run that marathon. You be- can become a tennis star. Cough cough. Andre's learning how to play tennis better. <laughs> yeah. uh, You can do it, man. It's all about you and your strength. And just say your I am's and it'll be. You can make it happen. It's all about you. And and prayer reverses that. We see throughout the Old Testament, the nation of Israel follows God. He gives them something. They become self-reliant and they fail. And over and over again, we see this pride and self-reliance and then get crushed in humility. In prayer, we find ourselves humbly before God saying, we can't do it in acknowledging that there's something greater than us outside of us that can have some kind of control or total control over our lives.
2: Yeah. but Love that. So I, I think something for me when I think about prayer and how do you pray just like physically, mechanistically, I think for me solitude is a big part of it. Um, it's something I've written about for the TPM blog. I, I, I just love the topic of solitude. I think it's just underappreciated in our culture even within and without the church. Um, mark 135 says is, is this is just example of jesus very early in the morning while it was still dark jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed and i think that that is an example of discipline of prioritizing prayer over comfort um and then also like getting yourself out of the culture and the world and getting away with god because that's as we said an opportunity to be in that sacred space with god even if it's not like routine, like supplication and that sort of thing. It can also just be listening. Like, you know, I, and we haven't talked about that, but the idea of like listening to the Lord in prayer and just sitting in silence, I think, I think there's a place for that. I think that our definition of prayer should encompass just the sitting in the presence of the Lord because you can't because he's given that opportunity by his spirit.
0: Cody, do you have anything you to add to this? I think one
1: thing that really hits me on with prayer is some of the persistence in it, is that I think there are times where there are so many prayer requests being made that I don't think it's wrong to pray for something once and that might be the only time you pray for it, just because otherwise you might be, um, formulaically or ritualistically praying for the same hundred things day after day. But there is something to be said about persistence and gets me is that story that jesus tells of the widow who goes to a judge who he doesn't even do anything right he does everything he possibly can to extort the system in his favor and yet this widow keeps coming and saying i need your help i need justice to be done and just bothers him day after day and jesus says your father isn't an unrighteous judge he is your loving father in heaven how much more will he do what is right when you continue to ask him and plead him for things And that's what gets me with all these priorities and perseverance is that God is looking to see, do you care enough about this? Like, I certainly care about this thing. I care about people coming to know me. But will you continue to pray for those things?
0: Yeah, um, I think we've talked a lot about what is prayer and how do we pray. Now let's boil it down. I just bumped my microphone if you heard that beautiful (laughs) ringing noise there. Uh, Let's boil it down some quick What are one to two... Quick and dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I'll always call them quick and dirty. I'm laughing because, one, that was somewhat funny, but two, Andre said before this podcast that he wanted to crack a joke during this podcast. There it was. Thumbs up to Andre for (laughs) that one. (laughs) Uh, So, Andre, Cody, I'll answer first, but what are one or two practical pieces about prayer um, for advice? So, to me... I think specificity, getting specific about what you need because it's going to change, right? What season of life you're in, what you're going through, uh, what car you just rear-ended. I mean, all those different things that could happen in life are going to change how you pray. And I think that this idea of let's just keep thrown in words that are all Christianese, it's no, don't be Christianese. Who are you performing for, right? It's all about being real and authentic and humble before God. So pray about specific things. Uh, that would be one piece of advice I have.
2: I think for me, it's it's getting into the habit of prayer. Even if you pray for sixty seconds, if you can, you know, stop your morning routine for sixty seconds, pray about one thing. You will work yourself into the habit of being able to pray longer and more frequently, and more f- in, in a way that that I think we're called to pray, like Michael has been saying. Um, I think that's you know again even if it's small and short. I did I did a thing. I, I'm a am an artist and so I did, I did this draw every day thing and I think I think the same rule applies. I found that even if it was a tiny little sketch, it took me you know one minute to do it. Even doing that every day, it made me more likely to sit down and do proper big drawings. And so I think that's I think that that is, that's probably my piece of really practical boots on the ground advice. I think my tip of advice in line with
1: some of what Michael says, pray for that thing that you know you should be praying for and you're not. Because either you're like Michael said, you're getting caught up in what sounds Christian and what sounds good and am I praying the right way? And you're just not praying for that thing that needs to be prayed for. So like an example in my life is I know one of my coworkers is gonna be starting Ramadan tomorrow and I've had opportunities to be having spiritual conversations with this person. And sometimes I'll get so caught up in that religious aspect of thinking I have to pray in certain ways when I just know at the end of the day, this guy is going through a month of religious exercise and he isn't knowing Jesus. And am I praying for him or in Andre's case, you know, thinking of creating masterful artwork and is, am I doing this with the opportunity to share my abilities with others in a way that communicates God's excellence and his impact in my life, praying for that, or, you know, praying for the things that are actually happening at the God that God is leading us to be praying for and just pray for that thing.
0: Yeah. I think that's excellent. The one other, the one other piece of advice I have that we can move on after this would be um, if we assume that God is all powerful and he can solve all things then our strongest position as Christians is one where we find ourselves on our knees. It's our position of strength. It's our position of power. Um, so with that, I think the piece of advice I have, um, there was kind of a a cheesy, but good uh, Christian movie on, on this called war room. And when we were at the embassy, um, that's the college house that a couple of us, plain men lived in at the time we had this closet we called it the harry potter closet because it just accumulate random things and it was right by our front door and uh, we set up in there a little prayer room with a five gallon bucket turned over a stack of note cards a pen and a roll of scotch tape and we just started writing down prayer requests on those note cards putting them down and taping them to the wall and that'd be a place where you could hide and it was the place where um, you could go and nobody would bother you because was a tiny closet, <laughs> just enough room to sit down in right underneath the stairs. So you could hear people run up and down, but it was a good place to convene to find that place in time to be alone with God. And I think that's the other piece of advice that I would give. Um, and then now let's just get into the, the final stages here. Vision, right? So we have application, some practical pieces of advice, vision. What would the church look like? What would a group of Christians look like if they took those pieces of advice? If we lived out how the Bible defines prayer, this idea of convening with God, specifying prayers, alone with God, solitude, what would our services look like? What would our our small groups look like? Would they change? Would they not? What do you guys think about that question, ideas?
2: I think a lot of this has to do with Michael you said earlier about humility and how like proper prayer embraces humility i think if we're praying routinely in embracing our humility before the cross before god i think it's like it's like exercise it's it's like practicing so if we practice humility on our own in prayer i think we're going to be better at exercising humility with one another and i think exercising humility with one another is a fast track to compassion um, and to community building and to supporting and encouraging one another. And I think if you, you know, if we get into that routine and get into that place where humility becomes second nature, the default stance, I think that would be really transformative for the communities. You know, I think maybe the church service doesn't look different, but I think your small group, your weekly meeting, your time with other Christians in your life is uh, fuller and richer because of that humility.
0: Yeah, kind of against the grain of the American pride idea. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Servant of one another. What do you think, Cody?
1: I'm actually going the similar route with humility because when you're praying, you just realize how many things it is that you need God to intervene in your life. And I, I loved that uh, Michael shared with us a couple sermons to listen to before we dove into this. And one thing that Charles Spurgeon back in the late, mid to late 1800s talked about was, you know, you you should sit and be praying about those things. You need God to intervene. And if you have none of those things, which you should, you have the next guy in line who's like, well, I need your prayers. I need you to be asking God to do something for me. And that just really hit me as like all the time I am seeking God to do a miracle. Like I am pursuing, without him, I'm pursuing that next step, that next rung on the corporate ladder. I'm seeking a higher pay. And not that we're actively seeking to reject leadership opportunities that God might have for us or opportunities to bless people with wealth. But man, it looks so different when I'm like, God, I need you to do a miracle today. And that miracle might be healing me of some physical ailment or that might be healing me of the pursuit of money and position. And I need you to do things that humans can't do. And that, it, it just puts you in a place where you say, I am really needy, and I need God to do something about that. I need God to step in. I need a miracle to happen, or
0: I'm toast. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, the point there. What would change is your list of prayers gets really long when you start praying for yourself specifically, and then when you add in praying for others specifically, your list gets even longer. Um, and, and to close it out, yeah, Cody mentioned a couple of sermons. Uh, one other one titled, Prayer Makes a Leader by Francis Chan. I think it's one of Chan's best sermons that I've listened to. Um, he tells this story, and I think this is how I would see the church change a bit, is he talks about, man, how how am I supposed to get up here and convince people to pray? How can I influence somebody to pray? Um, and yeah, we'll post the links to these sermons later. But when Chan's talking, he he goes through and says, it's just it's weird for me to say I need to convince somebody how to pray. For example, if I was a super super rich guy, and and I said that after the service I'll be writing hundred thousand dollar cashiers checks to everybody, just come on out and grab one. It'd be really weird if I spent the next thirty forty minutes convincing you to go grab one of those checks, right? It's just weird. It, it, we laugh at yeah, that because yeah. it's a value thing. It's like I, I get hundred grand if I walk outside. But Chan's point is prayer is so much more than that. And this idea of, of I've done it. I think we've all done it. We've heard it innumerable times. Oh, I need to pray more. My, my, I need to pray more. Oh, I just need to pray more. That comes, it starts to become a little bit of a moot statement. And I think that's the thing I would see in the church changes. We shouldn't be even saying that anymore. So weird. It's saying, oh, I should, you know, I should accept that $1,000 check more. Yeah, I should pick up that stack of $100 bills on the sidewalk more. Yeah, that's what I should do. (laughs) And it's ridiculous. It's just saying we have the chance as believers to walk into the presence of the almighty God. Why are we not praying more? And that's kind of the question that I think Chan leaves there and and really pitches in that sermon. So I highly recommend it. So with that, to close out, uh, I thank you all for listening to our verbal processing, and I hope it was edifying for you at some point. Have a wonderful week, everyone.